down she in hipster. probably right San Antonio. <laughs> South hipster in San Antonio. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love, which mostly is comic books, TV, movies, um, any number of pop culture related <laughs> yeah. topics. So I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And that could have gone more smoothly, but <laughs> this week we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about, uh, well, the summer movie season has kind of come to a close, and so we decided to go check out some of the trailers for stuff that's coming out in the fall and maybe early 2016 as well. I, we didn't really pay too much attention to the release dates. I think most of the stuff's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we're also going to talk about a documentary on Netflix. I think it's made by Netflix. It was like a Netflix documentary about Tig Notaro. And also we just watched her, uh, special HBO comedy special. Yeah. Stand up. But, uh, before we get into that stuff, what have you got for, it's been a couple weeks again since we recorded. So anything well, interesting, there's still no good TV on. I mean, I guess there is, but there isn't. Yeah. I mean, we should, um, also look into, some of the newer shows that are going to be on like fear of the walking dead. Yeah. Just, um, debuted at, it was like, uh, it was very highly rated, like the highest cable TV show debut in history or something like that. But the flash and the arrow are also coming back. So that's good. Yes. High zombie probably at some point. Ah, very awesome. Um, but those aren't new. I mean, no, uh, so we have to find out what's coming out for the fall. Exactly. <laughs> um, we've almost finished watching Inglorious Bastards with Courtney. Right. I don't know why it's taking so many installments yes, to get it done, three, but three different times we've turned it on and just haven't. Well, I know why. I mean, it's late at night when we turn it on, but right, and we have we're... to be responsible people because we need to get up in the morning, so we can't just yeah. Um, and we're going to go back and watch all the Tarantino movies in preparation for Hateful Eight. Yeah, sure, all of them. That was the plan. Well, I, I mean, like <laughs> maybe all now of that them? we see how it's unfolding, we'll just hit the ones we haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. I mean, that's or seems seen quite an endeavor. Yeah. Um, so. getting back into yoga, which is nice. Um. It's very pop culture-y, I think. Like the yoga explosion. It's just more and more. Like, yeah, popular. as things get more stressful and fast-paced, people start looking for more of that still-mindedness. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And also... It is fun and difficult. Yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult. Um, and just read the most recent Lazarus. I have been having trouble keeping up with... Uh, those things, and I just want to say that no, I am not okay with hap with what happened in the last issue, and just no, and I'm not giving anything away, but no, 
And um, I'm enjoying reading Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which I picked up for myself, but then made Courtney read on one of his um, reading assignment things that he has to do for us. And um, he loved it and said I needed to read it sooner. And so I'm through that. And it's good. It's a good young, it's like a good book for Courtney's age, definitely. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to him about that stuff. So. Yeah. We went to see Hollywood Babylon last night. Yes. Went to see them record it at the uh, Charlene McCombs Theater in downtown San Antonio. Which is part of the Majestic. Yeah. Yeah, which we didn't realize was like a separate part of the Majestic. I did, but we, I just forgot. Yeah, because... <laughs> we drove by the Majestic and we were like, wow, that looks closed. And then I was like, wait, is it at Charlene McCombs? And yeah, it was. But it was a beautiful theater. Um, you know, you commented several times about the intricate details and stuff. And I love theaters. It was like really that. nice. Uh, All and, restored and everything. Yeah. yeah. And the podcast, I think, I feel like I might have said this on our podcast just recently even, but Hollywood Babylon was one of those first, uh, you know, pods that I went, I went back and listened to every episode, even though they were current events. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, they actually were celebrating their five-year anniversary. I guess the first Hollywood Babylon was recorded the night before the one we went to. Five years ago, right. <laughs> but, uh, it was fun. It was, it was a lot longer than anticipated. It was about two and a half hours. Um, and they don't usually last that long, but you know, before that we also went to the blue star brewing company and got some burgers and fries and beer that they brew. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Everything was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, I know we were starving by the time we decided on that place. Right. We were looking for another bar. We couldn't find it, no matter how many different corners we turned down <laughs> in Hipster, probably right San Antonio. <laughs> South Hipster, San Antonio. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Saw two people get, two couples get married on stage. Yeah, and, the second one I could have done without. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like curmudgeonly or anything, but. Yes, you do. I mean, a little, yeah. Why fake it? I'm a little curmudgeonly, <laughs> but like I was like, oh, another one, yay! Yeah, but it was it was fun, and the show was, you know, exactly what I listen to every week. So it was fun, and I laughed a lot. And I mean, I don't know that that necessarily means I'm going to listen to it every week. It's just so long. Yeah, like I said, it was two and a half hours for us. They're usually an hour and a half. Even that for me. When they like, when they post them, two hours is usually a long one. But it's just, that's like two whole rides to work. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, maybe I will because it, it's very entertaining. I always enjoy listening to it when like you have it on. Yeah. I just never choose to listen to it myself. Oh well, it was great though, and I was really happy to. To share that with you. Yeah. And my vodka cranberry was lime was really good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes they mess those things up at like the little theater bars. Yeah. And just, yeah. It was a good one. Let's see, uh, they released uh, the first image for the new Assassin's Creed movie, which obviously based on the video game series, which we don't really pay any attention to, but... Uh, the movie. Don't we have one of those games yeah. for Courtney? Courtney he gave up one. because he was like, I can't figure this out. Yeah. It's stupid. 
But uh, it's going to be Michael Fassbender and uh, Marion Cotillard is going to be in it. Oh. So it's got a good cast. I mean, other people will be in it as well. I just don't know everybody. But they released the the first image, which looks pretty cool. But And it's not really... They're not using... You, like see, you can't like see anything. It's all dark and black with like a little bit of highlighting and some red sash. I guess it looks like I mean, you can see the costume. I guess. But um, for for the plot, I just I wanted to read what it says, like the little um, blurb to you, because it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But it says Lynch, who's Michael Fassbender's character, discovers he's a descendant of the Secret Assassin Society through unlocked genetic memories that allow him to relive the adventures of his ancestor Aguilar in 15th century Spain. After gaining incredible knowledge and skills, he's poised to take on the oppressive Knights Templar in the present day. So, I thought that sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can tell you do too. <laughs> I suppose I'll get more, ex- like, if I can see some visual, not that, but, like, visual action stuff. Right. Then I'll probably get more, like, yeah, that looks Yeah, awesome. and I think it comes out 2017, oh, so there's no actual footage. And that's why probably we're not discussing it in our trailers episode, because there's no trailer. We just discussed it in this episode, though. No, but not in the trailer section. So Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, almost two weeks ago now, I guess, but Marvel and Disney at, at their D23 conference had a bunch of announcements and stuff. Um, they showed footage for the Captain America Civil War movie. Um None of which is available online because, you know, Marvel Studios, the movie studios, didn't go to Comic-Con this year. Uh, and they basically, I think, Marvel Studios, the movie studios, and even Image. Image has their own expo. Think you know, mm-hmm. individual companies down. are kind of having more success getting their word out through their own cons or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. But, um... Sounds like the footage looked pretty good, and they had a bunch of costume design and artwork for the new Doctor Strange movie. Said it's supposed to it's supposed to look amazing. They actually talked about it, I guess, last night. Uh-huh. Kevin Smith did, but I'm excited for that movie too. Yeah, because it's, it's different. And it's really interesting and cool that we live in a world now where like these are the movies that we get to see. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw an ad in the back of, I think, the Mulan Revelations book that I read today for, like, the next issue of Barbed Wire, which just made me think of that <laughs> Pamela Anderson movie and how, like, oh, it was horrible. But, you know, just that, like, comic book movies have been around for a while and they haven't had any success really up until recently. And it's just neat that now they're doing them in such a way that, like, that they can get to do more because they're successful. So that's fun. Yeah. And cool. The footage from Civil War also had Black Panther in it. Which you've mentioned. Yeah. Well, I've mentioned that they released images of Black Panther, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody had seen Black Panther on the screen until they did this D23. But it's not important. Well, I I mean, it's it's pretty important. Um, We already talked about the Star Wars trailer. They also just released this week like a 15-second clip of some new footage from the Star Wars movie. 
Uh, it's very short, obviously, but it's very cool. The internet was very excited and, you know, it was basically just a couple quick shots and then Kylo Ren and the other guy, I don't remember his name, his character name, but in the forest with snow and they're lighting up their lightsabers to go at it, looks like. So, uh, I saw a headline on comic book resources, I think, that said that the new Star Wars movie could top $615 million in the first weekend, which is obviously impressive and a lot of money. I just didn't, I don't know where they get those estimates from. It's, Hmm. yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure they have a formula or an algorithm or something, but I mean, it must seems like a bold statement to just, yeah. I mean, and it must also have to do with, um, you know, how many theaters have already ordered, how many copies and how many screens they're going to play it on because I mean, they're, they're like permissions for all of that and they have to, yeah, I read pay for each screening that they, you know, show. So I read uh, a couple days ago that every IMAX screen in the country has been bought out to have Star Wars playing on it for like a month or something. Right. It's crazy. So. But I'm sure it'll make a ton of money. Yes. I mean, people are obviously excited about it already. And then the way they're rolling out all this information slowly and, uh, you know, little clips here and there, little story plots here and there. So did you have anything else before we get into the trailers? Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, Disney Infinity 3.0 released yeah. today as we're recording. And it's very awesome and also very bummery that we can't go get it now, but we need to bummery. Mm-hmm. You're giving me a look because I said I am. Bu- <laughs> bummishness. You could just, Sorry. Could just abandon the word altogether. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, I am excited to eventually get it for Jake for his birthday in the next couple of months and then have exciting things for him to open for Christmas because right. it's like his favorite thing in the world and it still amazes me how he still plays with all of the characters. I mean, he obviously likes the newer ones more from 2.0, yeah. but yeah. You see him break out the OG every once in a while, so. Yep. It's going to be a awesome trip every time we walk by a store that sells oh. Infinity characters. Oh. He's going to think he's going to get one. <laughs> I hustled him by an ad, like in the grocery store, the like yeah. the large grocery store that also sells electronics down the street. And I think there was like a TV ad playing for Disney Infinity 3.0. And I was like, look over there. Let's keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> so. But. It is very exciting. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll move on to the trailers. We spent a better part of this morning just kind of going through the Apple trailers and seeing Anything what's that new. interesting. Yeah, the first couple we came across were documentaries. Uh, the first one was All Things Must Pass, which was, uh, or which is yes. about Tower Records and their kind of rise from 1960s record store and how they had this, uh, their founder, Russ Solomon, really, um, you know, a big personality with this big plan and it grew to, you know, profits of over a billion dollars a year by 1999. And it was like a huge deal. And 
you know, by 2006, they, they were bankrupt. And I mean, obviously it, it touches on why they went bankrupt and the internet's effect on record stores and music stores and all that. But I, you know, I got the impression that's not the, the main focus of it. The main focus is on the importance of tower records to the music industry and in, right. in, the, in the years that it was, um, important. So that looks really good. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. It's by Colin Hanks. Yeah, directed by Colin Hanks, which is interesting. You know, he's mm-hmm. um, always kind of pops up every now and then. Yeah, he's... He's good in Orange County. I really liked mm-hmm. Orange County. I can't really think of anything else he's been but in. But I, I know he's been in a few other he things. Was, but he's, like, always on the periphery. Like, he just yeah. pops up every now and then, and I'm not really... You know, he I never was really definitely think about in him, but... the new Vacation movie. He had just one scene. That was oh, really? Funny. Yeah. And the new vacation movie is, is pretty good too. Um, but I don't know. What'd you think of anything else on that documentary before no. we, I mean, it just looks, it looks fun. Okay. So um, I've, it looks decided, interesting. I've decided that I have like my system for now when we wa- watch trailers on whether or not I'm going to want to see it mm-hmm. and it's yeah or nah. Mm-hmm. And I know you think that's corny, <laughs> but I think it's brilliant 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 so that's like yeah i like that one okay (laughs) so the next one is also a documentary um it's kind of surreal it seems it almost very um like it just is not like it's just weird i don't know yeah i actually had trouble well anyway it's called finders keepers the the movie and it's basically a documentary about this dispute over an amputated leg. Yes. And some guy found it in a grill and he bought it. But he he bought a grill and he found, found it. the foot. Um, and the and guy wants his foot back. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. Cause how did the foot end up in the grill? I'm, I'm sure we're going to find right. out. Yeah. I thought the be- I mean, the trailer itself was kind of confusing. Um, when it was, I I didn't really know who they were talking about when they were talking about Mm -hmm. each side and certain people, but I mean, I got the general gist and the guy is, um, he's basically clinging to this leg as his uh, claim to fame. Uh, yes, because he wants the spotlight and it's giving him, getting him attention. But the other guy, like, I don't understand why he wants to keep his amputated leg in the first place and how it ended up in the grill, which I think is right. beside the point. I don't think that there's any focus on how it ended up there, but like that's driving me nuts. But really just how people cling to things is, yeah. you know. The more, well, I don't know about the more interesting. It's an interesting The, the most study. interesting thing about the doc looks like it's going to be the personalities. Obviously, it's a crazy storyline, but uh, it looks mm-hmm. like it's full of people who, who have big personalities and are, can be pretty funny and, or at least funny to observe. I don't know if yeah, they're actually Yeah, well, and funny. also, I mean, like, I just, I find it really interesting just on, like, a human condition, like, type level, level you yeah. know? Just just different aspects of, of how people cope with things in their lives um, that yeah. happen to them. So it seems interesting to me in that way. And also entertaining, so. And this one fell on your scale. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. 
apparently it's a really good scale since I already forgot that I was using it. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Uh, it, it looks funny uh, and interesting. The next one looked very good. I, I hadn't seen anything about this movie till we watched the trailer today, but it looks uh, pretty intense. So intense. Very, very well done. But it's called Black Mass. It's about uh, Whitey Bulger. James Whitey Bulger. Yeah. When I was growing up in Massachusetts, I I mean, I, I lived in a pretty sheltered home. Not like, I mean, I just, I never spent any time watching the news. My dad didn't talk to me about things going on in the world. I just lived in my own little small town bubble. And I remember when Whitey Bulger was caught and arrested and I was like I have no idea what the big deal is but I have to pretend like I know what the big deal is because everybody else knows it's a big deal so I'm excited about this because it'll unlock all sorts of mysteries from my past (laughs) you'll know what's what yes but the acting looks amazing the cast looks crazy good Johnny Depp plays Whitey Bulger with some kind of I mean face prosthetics and contact lenses and the hair. I don't know, did they do like one of those voice things that they put on his neck, like in Mission Impossible? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it doesn't even sound like him. I yeah, mean, it's it, it's such a departure from what we usually see Johnny Depp do, which is, you know, always pretty good in my. Yeah, it looks opinion, it looks amazing. Benedict Cumberbatch is also in it. Joel Edgerton, Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I'm a little excited to see how Benedict Cumberbatch does the accent. Yeah, you, you I, got... You only got, like, a very small taste, which leads me to believe maybe not the best accent job yeah, I going don't know. on, but, yeah. you know, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I'll forgive him just about anything, so... Mm-hmm. So the next movie that we, we watched a trailer for, and we actually didn't watch it this morning, but we watched it a few days ago, it was Pawn Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We watched it with Courtney, too. Yeah. And, and he's interested because he's all about some chess... But it's, um, what's his name? Toby McGuire mm-hmm. uh, plays... Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fisher. <laughs> you know, that guy that yeah. is famous. Uh, and I mean, it It kind of documents um, his um, mental state as well as the actual plot of the movie being his, um, you know, when he went to take on the world the Russians and world like the champ political and the Russian, yeah. undertones and uh, stuff. Liv Shriver, Shriver plays the uh, the Russian chess guy, but it, it looks also looks intense. It looks pretty good. Yes. And I love psychological stuff too. Oh, so Black Mass was a yeah. Yes, I know. I already <laughs> thought of it too, and I was like, oh, we've moved on. I didn't say yeah for Black Mass, and I'm like, maybe I, maybe I should have should. No, we can't abandon it at this point. <laughs> We've made too big a deal out of it. Uh, so Pawn Sacrifice looks good, though. Yes, I'm excited to see that. And I never saw the Bobby Fischer movie right. that was made. Me and was that like up for an Academy Award? Did it win an Academy Award? It was... Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was critically acclaimed, though, right? We should probably watch that, I feel uh, like. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to get around to that. Is it on Netflix? If it's on Netflix, I'll probably go ahead and watch it. I still don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's a yeah? Yes. Definitely, yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, the next one was the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Mm. Which is a nah. Nah. 
it's a nap for me as well. Yeah. But it, I mean, the trailer is funny enough. It, basically, you don't need to see anything else besides the trailer, probably. Right. But um, okay, I am. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm over the zombie apocalypse movies. Okay, but they've got to do something a little bit different. And this just seems more of cats? the same. Okay, well, the zombie cats. This is a little interesting with the zombie cats, but I saw what I needed from the... Right. This looks basically like Zombieland, except not as good. Right. Yeah. And definitely not as good. So, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> the next one was Gem and the Holograms. Yes, we skipped one, I thought. I don't think we did. Okay. Which one did we skip? Turbo Kid. Oh, I just assumed we weren't going to talk. I didn't even write it down. What? Cause, okay. Because you were so opposed to even watching the trailer. But then we saw the trailer, <laughs> and it looks so awesome. Yeah. Not necessarily go see it in the theater awesome, which, by the way, it... Just came out in the theater. It's already released. Who knows It where. says it's out in theaters now. Probably LA and New York. I don't know what theaters, but... I I really um, enjoy the term retro futuristic. Yes. <laughs> so it's so funny. I mean, it looks cute and funny and campy and 1980s and right. it just looks it's, like it would be really fun to watch. Like, it's I don't supposed know to be set in 1990 post-apocalyptic 1997, which I is just, where the retro futuristic thing yeah. comes in. But and it just looks fun. Like I don't. I don't know that it's going to be any sort of, like, great accomplishment in cinema, but... Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably not. <laughs> the it, colors think look great. Just, the, one of the quotes they put on, on the screen was uh, instant cult, cult classic, classic, which, which I, think I think is, is the probably category it's probably going to fall into. So, but um, I am excited for that. That's a yeah. yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, it looks good. It's got um, Michael Ironside as this eye patch wearing villain and uh, a bunch of just crazy... Crazy characters um, that just, just kind of like a grindhouse movie almost, but not that violent. Just that crazy, over-the-top, campy. Um, yeah. It looks fun and smart. Violent characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll like it. I think we will, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm especially excited about this Gem and the Holograms movie, yeah. though. It is... I mean, I was really, really into that cartoon as a kid. Yeah. But I just thought it was gone. And then it came back to cartoon reruns for a little while. And Tegan never really got into it. I really tried to push for that for a little while. Didn't happen. It's a comic book series out now. I know. And she's not interested in that either. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I'm so excited for it, and it's definitely a yeah. Yeah, the movie looks fun. I mean, you can tell in the two and a half minute trailer, you can see the whole arc of the movie. Yeah. But uh, it looks like it's well done, and looks like it'll be fun, teenage, poppy kind of mm-hmm. movie. From the same studios that did Pitch Perfect, or the same right. writer team, or I can't yeah, remember what it said. But they definitely put Pitch Perfect, Perfect up on the screen. Yeah. That's where we saw the trailer the first time, was when we went to see Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. I was so excited about it then. Yeah. I just, I'm very, very, very excited. The costumes look so fun, and great, yeah. and, and crazy, makeup. and 
I just, maybe that's what I should be for Halloween this year. Yeah. I've always wanted light pink hair. <laughs> so, uh, the next movie was Listening, which <laughs> is um, another, looks like pretty intense one. It's like sci-fi, or they call it something else, but I'm just going to call it sci-fi because I don't know what, it's they called it like thriller. sci-guy, like G-I, I don't know what that means. That might have been even a different movie, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But I'm just but gonna... uh, I mean, basically, it's um, the the they start off showing the government's trying to create basically telepathy through technology to control people and make them do things, and, and then this other they, yeah. you know small group of really smart hackery type kids kids yeah. yeah. Um, come up with a technology that actually does that by themselves. And the rest of the movie is the government trying to co-opt that and use it as a weapon. And it's, it's another one of these like, um, sci-fi movies, like as, as a warning to what could happen. And yes, you know, kind of like, um, there, I'm sure through, um, history of cinema, there's a lot of sci-fi that have, Um, ended up looking prescient in their mm-hmm. warnings, but that's what this is going for. I'm going to go ahead and say nah to this yeah. one. Yeah, uh, it's uh, not our kind of. I mean, like movie, it, but it looks. I think the concept looks good. I think a lot of people will probably end up enjoying it. It may get a lot of or some buzz around what? it. It just it doesn't. It just seems nah. No. Um, the next one. I almost didn't even click on it, but I'm so glad I did. Uh, Final Girls. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to, to if I, I saw Nina Dobrev and I was like, oh, this is what she's doing. I guess I should see what like she's doing because I watched Vampire Diaries and she's no longer on that show. And not that I'm a huge fan of hers or anything in particular. I just, that sparked my curiosity. Right. So basically, these kids go to see this movie and uh, you know a classic horror horror cult movie and end up in the movie which That's, i love the kind of stuff where that happens and yeah. there's no explanation and it's not even necessary right. it's just like a thing that happens to get you to the next part of the movie great i don't need that to be like yeah and from there it does you know you can tell it just does this thing where it plays with the tropes of like the horror genre genre in really creative and funny ways and mm-hmm. Um, it's got Thomas Middleditch, the guy from Silicon Valley and the girl, we, you wrote her name down, I think, but the girl from the first season of, uh, uh American Tisa, Horror Story. I didn't write her name down for yeah. farm, farminga. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like, I couldn't Close. pronounce it, but anyway, it does, but it also looks, it looks really good. Um, it looks really funny. It also looks like it has some really touching, like emotional, touching. Yeah. because the, the girl's mother was in the movie. Was the actress, in but the she's movie. dead now, and now she's in the movie with her mother. All that stuff. Who doesn't but, know it's her mother? I mean, anyway, yeah, it's just. I, I liked another one of the quotes that came up on this one was the feel-good horror movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That looks. It looks good. And so I. I have the visit and the witch written down here. I think we should end with the witch because that looks. You want to do the visit first? Yeah. So the okay. visit is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie that's coming out. Which 
It looks so creepy and so good and so, like, tingly, goose pimply, like, amazing. But then I remember, wait. M. Night Shyamalan is kind of known for making always, terrible movies at this point. Well, it's it's not that. It's that, like, I think I feel like he just doesn't really stick the landing, you know? Like, it's all good until you, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. At the end. Because I actually enjoyed watching, I enjoyed watching that one in the wood, the, the one with the... The village? The village. I actually enjoyed the village until it was the end of the village. Until it was the village. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the lady in the water one. Right. Up until the end of that, and I was like, oh. I even didn't mind Mark the one with the trees. The whisper. The, no, the, the um, happening. The happening. Yeah, I didn't even mind that as much. And then I'm like, oh, the, the trees are... It's the dream. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But there is signs, which I loved. Right. Even though other people didn't necessarily love it. I really liked that one. I like when everything Unbreakable was great. I like when things have that sort of connection that weaves together. You know, this obviously makes sense. So I guess. I mean, it looks, it looks, I was surprised because I hadn't. I was, it was rec- the trailer was recommended to me by somebody at work and I came home and I was like, Hey, we should watch this trailer. And you were like, Oh, I've already watched it with the kids and they think it looks awesome too. And I'm like, really? Cause our kids are not scary movie. Well, Courtney is definitely getting on board with that stuff for sure. Tegan. No. He wants to get on board. Every time we put something scary on, he's like, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we've been watching the strain and some of it's been yeah. pretty creepy, but I mean, that's different kind of horror. Like yeah. body horror. So these two kids anyway, go to stay yeah. with their grandparents, and the grandfather's like, "Bedtime's at nine thirty. You probably don't want to come out of your room after that." And of course, they come out of the room because they hear some noise, and it looks, it looks, it does, it looks good. I hope yeah. it's good. I'm it sure we'll see it. Found footagey, so I'm interested to see how that because they're, you know, sort of. I mean, the camera work looks like somebody's yeah. set up with a camera, and not like um. A, a passive observer or something is it like yeah. where we have like a sneaky window into what's going on. It looks like someone is actually documenting something like this girl is documenting her trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, so I definitely want to see it. Yeah. So the witch. Yes. Um, I didn't I haven't know anything, anything about, about the movie, this. but we watched the trailer this morning and it looks ridiculously scary and creepy yes. and so it's set in looks like colonial times this family kind of leaves their village for some reason to set up their Terrible. own little land and, and own little uh settlement I think, on I a think farm the, i think the premise was to be like closer to god and like focus more on their faith yeah it seemed like it it seemed like and it, it all goes downhill Real quick. Real quick. And real badly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa. Uh, I don't even know who's in it or who directed it. Because we can't take notes on everything. Right. But <laughs> I would definitely recommend people going to look at this trailer. And then probably going to see the movie because... Holy cow. I know. It just looks really... Like... Looks like it could be the scariest movie ever. <laughs> it's probably not, but... Right. Yeah, that's what it a, looks like. Yeah, there's a lot of like demonic possession type stuff going on. It looks like, and that can be very, very intensely scary. Um, I am excited for that one, so that's yeah. definitely a yeah. 
Which, reminding me, Sinister 2 is out or coming out very soon. And I never saw the first one. But the trailers for Sinister 2 make me really want to see it. And oh, also yeah. the first one. So maybe we should try to watch that tonight. If we maybe. have some time. Yeah. I'd like to watch a creepy movie. It's been okay. a little while. Okay, so I think that was it for trailers. Yes, we spent a lot of time on that, but it was fun. We did. There was a lot of trailers. And so I'm actually really excited for the fall, winter movie. Yeah. Slate. It's definitely the creepy movie season with Halloween coming. I always forget that. But yeah, yeah I'm excited for that. So um, so we'll move on to the Tig Nataro stuff. I, For some reason, I don't know if I had... I think I just saw a commercial for it on an HBO show that they were going to put her stand-up special up. And and so I um, made a mental note to watch it when it came out in August. And then um, I also heard about the Netflix documentary. And I added that to our queue about a week and a half ago. And I was like, well, we'll get to it. Whatever. And then uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour this past week, Glenn Weldon. I think that was his, like... Yeah, thing that I was making him happy to, yeah. um, was, and he can't. He had some other third TIG related um, screen thing, but uh, I don't remember what it was. But him talking about it made me just want to, you know, go ahead and watch it. So we watched the documentary first, which was, uh, I mean, I think it just came out this year, but it documents her. Um, she had a lot of things go wrong in 2012 and her recovery in 2013. But so, I mean, just real short, you know, real shortly or real succinctly, uh, in 2012, her, um, her mom died. She had C. diff and then she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Bilateral breast cancer. And, um, you know, through all that stuff, she prevailed, you know, whatever, found the humor, did this legendary 2013 stand-up set at the Largo, Mm -hmm. uh, which was only an audio recording, which we haven't listened to yet. They put, they they put, they put clips of it into the doc, Mm -hmm. um, we'll end up, I'm sure we'll listen to that. Um, we'll listen to that next, but I don't know. It also goes into her personal life and yeah, just sort of her journey through all of that and how she did or didn't see the humor in her life and just how she was struggling or wasn't struggling with certain things. And I I just thought it was really interesting. And then like, I wanted to keep watching. It didn't seem boring. There was nothing in there where I was like, okay, this is... Right. It was very touching. And, you know, you could... I mean, she's a stand-up comic. She has been for 20 years, whatever. But, you know, just her documentary-style interviews, you can see her humor. Um, that translates to the stage well. But, you know, it was also... She was very funny just during those interview sessions when she was talking about the stuff that had gone on. But, um, I don't know. Did, 
Did you have anything else about the doc? Not about that in particular, but I was glad that you were like, hey, we should watch this, because I had only just briefly seen her on a few episodes of Amy Schumer. I'm not sure if now she's a writer on that show after all of this has happened, or if she's just, like, done some appearances. But her appearances, she's a writer on the show. It's, like, sort of like a meta, you know, they're, like, talking about the show. But, right. you know, it's a part of, it's a skit for the show. Right. Um... And, you know, it comes up, the cancer thing comes up, and it's, it just was like, oh, yeah, that seemed like an interesting thing, and, like, I should know who that is. So right. there's that, and you should go back, and you should see those, because they're funny. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be even funnier now that I know more of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was Tignataro, girl, no, boyish girl, interrupted, mm-hmm. which was her HBO stand-up special that just came out this month. Um, oh, one other thing. One of the things that I found really interesting on the documentary was just that we got to see some of the like evolution of her joke writing. Right. Yeah, um, I really like that. So. Yeah, because you know it's not just like a one and done thing. It's a process, and it t- requires work and effort. And right. They go on stage there. time after time and just yeah. keep crafting their jokes until they feel get like they've right. got it right. Yeah, which I th- I thought was. Um, pretty amazing and cool yeah and so the stand-up i mean it was just it was an hour-long stand-up and it was filmed in in boston at the wang center uh or the wang theater wang theater which i saw tommy the rock opera yeah i think that's that's where i went um to see the uh the dance show with my sister and parents uh probably last time i was up there and her husband oh, yeah, had the ticket, and he was like, oh, you can go. And he just went to the bar <laughs> and made, like, four friends while he was there, because that's what he does. <laughs> but uh, also a very nice theater. But the stand-up was, um, it was funny. You know, there was, uh, I don't know, just like any stand-up. Like, some of it was kind of, you're just sitting there kind of chuckling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But some of it was very funny. Yes, very um, heartily laughable. Yeah. And, you know, she does this uh, thing, like, halfway into the set where she removes her her top completely, which was, um, you said, very dramatic, which is really the only way to, like, you're sitting there, she's in the comedy special, making jokes, and, like, takes off her shirt. She didn't have any reconstructive surgery. It's just like, um... It really, it just adds another layer to the meaningfulness of this show on the anniversary, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's, it's just so multifaceted to, like, try to comprehend, like, all of the, the stuff that, that could mean for her and for the audience and, like, it really stirs emotions and it's, like, weird, but also great, but also weird, you know, I mean, and uh just brilliant i don't know it's pretty amazing yeah it was good it, i mean I, I don't know what else to say about it it was definitely worth watching it was funny um it was definitely enhanced by watching the documentary first no question about that yeah um but i, I would recommend both those mm-hmm. do you have anything else no we'll just move on to our notables what's yours 
don't have one. You don't have one. That's right. I forgot to do it. Um, <laughs> Look of panic on your face. <laughs> I forgot all about it. I don't know. That's okay. Um, we're running kind of long anyway, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I'll have two notables next time. Hmm. I, I don't think that's won't. necessary. <laughs> we could just do away with the notables. We could, uh, you know, just talk about all the stuff we think is cool in the beginning and then just end it when we're done talking about the other stuff. I mean, maybe that's good because... You are frequently stressed out from not having a notable yeah. before we're going to record. And I'm yeah. cool with not doing that. But I'm notables. also not really cool about about not doing things like that we've done. Do you know what right. I mean? Like it, it will we feel a little incomplete to me. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh. I, well, maybe we can I replace it with life. something else. Okay. We'll have, to, we'll have can... to brainstorm on that one. Yeah. But I did have one because I came did. prepared. But. <laughs> Uh, mine was just, you know, we've heard on the Hollywood Perspectives podcast, they've talked about uh, Ryan Adams doing this album-length cover of Taylor Swift's 1989. Yes. And we're not uh, Ryan Adams fans. We're not, we don't dislike his music. We just don't listen to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a Taylor Swift fan, though. Yes, Heartily, I, think it's, I am. I think we've even established on this podcast, this is, this is a Taylor Swift house. Yeah. Like, we, we have no issue with... Uh, with her music, we enjoy it, and so uh, he is. Ryan Adams is working on this cover, you know, album. cover album, and he's releasing these you know twelve, fifteen second clips of his versions of the songs uh, via Twitter, and you know it sounds like because it's not just. Uh, you know, covering is he's reinterpreting the songs and mm-hmm. it sounds very exciting. And that, there's an article on grantland.com by Stephen Hyden that's uh, it's titled Waiting Semi Patiently for Ryan Adams' album length cover of Taylor Swift's 1989. And it's a really good article that I would also recommend because it's got, um, you know, it's got his his view on, on the clips that have been released and uh, he does this kind of compare and contrast uh, between Ryan Adams and Taylor Swift and the arc of their careers and because they're uh, strikingly similar uh, except for Taylor Swift uh, you know has gone up whereas Ryan Adams kind of went down and now he's on his way back up uh, hmm. but I mean there was more to the comparison than that obviously <laughs> because that's not even a comparison uh, but it was it was really well written. It was interesting to read, and I can't wait for this to come out. Hopefully, it does. Apparently, there have been other lost albums that Ryan Adams has not released. But it sounds like it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun listen. So that was it. You know what Tegan will say? <laughs> Some boy should not be singing Taylor Swift songs. I right. can just hear it now. And I'm gonna That's tell fun. her, you just shut your mouth. And you just listen to this music because it's good. <laughs> it's not what I'm going to say at all. Yeah. No. No, I know. <laughs> we'll just listen to it without her. <laughs> yeah. She'll never hear it. So I guess that'll probably wrap up this episode then. Uh, we are on geekchew.com. You can download our episodes there or via iTunes or Stitcher. Leave a rating, a review, and a review. Um, 
We're on Twitter at Geekju. We have a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're we're all over. So seek us out. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? No. Well, I guess that'll, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that'll probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.